podcast is out there. I'm Claire, and joining me are... My Don't even two... say it. <laughs> if you say two magicians, two... I will punch you. <laughs> my two... My, the, the, my, my little smirky apprentices, Mozart and Salieri. <laughs> Tammy and Brad. You can decide which one's which, everyone. <laughs> Listeners, write in and tell us. <laughs> is, is Tammy Mozart? Is Brad Mozart? Hmm. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> Only <Wow>. you, listeners. <laughs> and we have two of the most delightful guests any podcast would be fortunate enough to have. True. <laughs> we have John. Yay! Hello. Long time no speak, John. Woo! Yes. Like Returning from last week. Yeah, it was the harsh realm that brought you back, wasn't it, John? Yes, I just, I just can't get enough of that special special. <laughs> Oh, because it's so good. And we have Heidi! Yay! Hello! Hey! Heidi, my favourite feedback giver, because I always get to read your feedback. (laughs) Unless her hotmail just decides it doesn't want to receive it, then (laughs) I get to read it. That's what I say always. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, most of the time... (laughs) And this week we're talking about the amazing Melini. Yep. Will it? Will we find the episode the amazing Melini? Amazing. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh goodness, Claire! What were your predictions? Okay, so the the menu was Mulder and Scully were in a fairground, and they were. So my prediction was that the the fair, the freak show from um, the delightful episode from season two, Humbug, um, those guys call Mulder and Scully up for help again because they're like, hey, so, you know, like, Creepo, what's-his-face, who you, you guys really hated? What was his name? Jim Rose? Was that his name? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so he rings them up, hey, we need help because there's a magician and he's he's the amazing Melina and he's doing these tricks but he's causing deaths and we think it's uh, some kind of weird sabotage but Mulder and Scully would work out that it's actually because there's like actual some kind of supernatural shenanigans going on uh, and that was my prediction so I was because I, I, I really wanted to see the little humbug crew again <laughs> with like you know, the guy too. covered in tattoos who eats little twins or whatever he did yeah mm. that would have been mind. a pretty good episode Mm. Yeah. Instead, we just got lots of smirky magicians. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brad, what was on TV this week? Uh, guys, if you didn't want to watch a, bu- a bunch of fucking magicians, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are other options. Uh, unfortunately, Buffy is off this week. There's no Buffy this week. You can't Aww. watch it. You can't do it. You can't. I'm Aww, sorry. I had to have a life this that Aww. week then. That's so um, sad. But there is another show. Um, it's, it's really, it's, it's changed the face of television. It's called a magician. Oh, no. It's a show that never goes on break. It's, it's a show that never, ever takes a break because it's got, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of things to do. It's got a lot of jobs, much like the main character <laughs> who is so super smart, he's able to pretend to have other jobs. Uh, this week's episode was Rules of Engagement. Um... Written by Rodney Charters, by the way, which is the best name. <laughs> Rodney Charters. Um, uh, Jared becomes an FBI hostage negotiator. Oh, boy. <laughs> and deals Has he with... Has become a hostage negotiator before? I thought we had. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe 
Um, they blending into one now. The episodes and deals with two brothers who've taken over a hospital. Miss Parker tries to help her father, who is in hiding. Whoa. <laughs> her father, who turns out to be Sydney, <sighs> or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, you know, it would make more sense if he actually did repeat some of the jobs, you know, since he has all that training and whatnot. It's true. He's super yeah. smart. He's already done it I was once. worried that you were going to say, this week, Jared becomes a magician. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Just a week of magicians on TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Worst week ever. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I guess, thankfully, I should say, I have no magician memories, so... <laughs> mm. Or memories of somebody getting there, their what about dog, when you have been? Um, what about Tammy? Your, oh. I think you're telling porcupines. Because what about when me and you were at Islands of Adventure? And I know wizards are not magicians, but <laughs> you, did get a, you did get a lot of wizard knowledge when we were at, at the Land of Harry Potter, or whatever it's called. You, you did what give about me that? a lot what, of what wizard about that memory, Tammy. <laughs> I I don't really remember a lot of the wizard knowledge you gave me, but you did try and, and give me wizard knowledge. <laughs> I, I have some magician memories because I have a friend in college whom we called Magician. Uh, <laughs> mainly because he was a magician. <laughs> but he was also like a he was like a kid magician. Like he opened up his own magic shop when he was like seventeen and like was like Whoa. being a professional magician, like it's like a mini Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. Now he sells, like, confetti cannons to, like, rock stars or something. It's crazy. <laughs> so, that guy sounds like he's living the life. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I, have, I, I have a magician memory. Uh, when I was in the first grade, I got a magic book and decided that for the, uh, for the class uh, talent show, I was going to do a magic trick that I found in the magic book. But... It went horribly wrong. I don't remember what the trick was supposed to be, but that was when I discovered that I was not a magician. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you saw you sawed Melissa in half or something, John. You're like, hey, Melissa, I want to do this saw a lady in half trick. Oh, no. That, <laughs> that happened, but it wasn't a magic trick. It was just my sister driving me crazy. Hang on. <laughs> Oh, I, I really wish we could have watched John be the amazing Malini. <laughs> Hi, did you have any magician memories? The best mm. kind of memory? <laughs> no, maybe I think maybe I blocked memory. them all out yeah, into exactly. a magic show, like in Las Vegas. But I'm I'm always worried if I'm at a magic show that they're going to pick on me for something to I don't know mm. steal my watch or that's a real <laughs> my fear. Money. that's a real fear I, I think. It's a life fear. <laughs> Magicians are just thieves that are just too smug. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. That's fine. I would really, really hate that thief, except for he was really smug about it. So I'm. Cool. And he was so smartly dressed. With his little tuxedo and his top hat. Oh boy. Uh, all right. I guess we should move on to a uh, 60 second summary. Uh, ah! Oh no, Ghost. it's disappearing again! <laughs> Jonathan, you're John's going on this list! Magic. John! <laughs> I know, yeah. I, I swear! It's Jonathan! Maybe I've been he, doing this he since lied last week. and he's uh, I'm just really excited <laughs> for this episode. We got, a real, we got a real Mr. Robot situation going on over here. <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
Jonathan's name is... keeps disappearing. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is a magician. <laughs> Seriously. All right, all right. Jonathan's a witch. All right, all of our names are on a list, damn it. Now, I'm pressing this button whether you like it or not. Spirits. <laughs> click, 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 ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's Jonathan. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Thanks for taking that one, Jonathan. <laughs> no problem. Oh, uh, and despite your hacking attempts, um, uh, please take a moment, Ooh. collect your thoughts, think about what happened in this episode, why it happened, um, what sort of nonsense went on. <laughs> Who was the smuggest magician? Uh, oh, that's tough. Uh, why, why is Mulder such an asshole? <laughs> Whatever you need to discuss this episode in 60 seconds without going over or ridiculously under because then you would be a magical chump. Um, <laughs> and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Okay, we open on an amusement park in California, I guess. Uh, Ricky Jay is there as a magician who is going to perform his greatest show ever. In it, he does some terrible CGI and a trick with cup and balls. Um, I always laugh when I say that. Uh, <laughs> Mulder comes to investigate when his bad CGI uh, ends up with his head on the ground. And... Scully wonders why they're even there. Uh, they discover an angry other ma- magician who is terrible. They discover a plot with a bank with the magician's twin brother. Um, there's a shooting scene in a in a, an armored car. Uh, let's see. Mulder does magic and Scully puts up with it. Um, Mulder foils the whole thing in the end. Plus, there was a thing with some gangsters that was totally unnecessary. The end. Oh no. Oh no! 54.3 seconds. Oh, magical you chump. You are a magical chump. Yeah, I am, I am a magical chump. Wow. <laughs> wow, I don't know the last time we've had a chump on here. Mm. I mean, we've had plenty of people go over. <laughs> wow. Alright. There well. was a lot in this episode, there also wasn't much. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt like this uh, spoiler alert I didn't hate the episode I didn't love the episode but this episode went on for a really long time <laughs> it really did yeah so I just felt like how's felt like this episode a movie. still on like, like what yeah I was like halfway through and I was like is this about to wrap up yet <laughs> I feel like we're about done oh okay we gotta send an innocent guy to jail I guess first <laughs> alright cool alright time for fun facts Jonathan what do you have for fun facts Ah, uh, this episode was uh, written by the Trinamic Trio of uh, Gilligan, Spotnitz, and Scheiben, uh, but mostly written by Gilligan, who uh, felt like it was agony to write. Fun fact about this episode, a lot of the things that get said, it feels like there's a deeper story behind it that no one is telling. Um, Ricky J almost couldn't do it. He was The episode was written with Ricky J in mind. Uh, but after he agreed to it, it was discovered that his production agency had not been informed and he was unable to star in the episode. So we almost got an episode with David Blaine, which <gasps> I think... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been a much worse episode. <laughs> oh, David Blaine never, and David I've never heard of this guy, acting. Ricky Jay. I know. I've never, I've never heard of him. So I'm guessing... I mean, I don't know if he's... Well, he's obviously famous or her. But David Blaine, 
Uh, or a couple of years later, it could have been Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah. Or it could have been uh, uh, Dynamo, if you guys have heard of him. Probably not, but yeah, it could have been him. The, uh, he has the prettiest eyes. <laughs> They did get. They did end up getting Ricky J because series crew uh, later stated that the show would not take no for an answer, um, which is creepy but Carter-esque. So that sounds like Chris Carter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact about me: I actually do know who Ricky J is, and he is one of my favorite magicians, which is a very, very small pool of people. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's Ricky J. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, he also is, is in. I, I like him because he takes he makes things that are kind of troubled better. Um, this episode of the X Files would have been worse with David Blaine. Uh, there's a, but he didn't do the, anything to David Duchovny's acting, did he? And that's very troubled. <laughs> oh, oh no, I disagree. David Duchovny delivers a speech to Ricky Jay in this episode. Later in the same episode, Ricky delivers the exact same speech back to Mulder in almost the same flat, affectless voice, and it's a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ricky, he was in one of my other favorite troubled productions which is uh the movie heist which was written by david mamet and guys if you want to find an actor worse than david duchovny i recommend watching heist because david mamet likes to to cast his wife rebecca pigeon in everything and she is legitimately terrible she is the worst actress because she follows David Mamet's theory of acting, which is don't worry about feelings or thoughts or anything. Just stand in your place, deliver your line. Say my words. Yes. But Kristen Cloak syndrome. At least in that, <laughs> uh, at least in that movie, you got to hear Ricky Jay deliver the line. Go sell chocolate. Go sell cuckoo clocks. You Heidi motherfuckers. We have your gold. That's, <laughs> that's a David Mamet line. If I've ever heard one. Yep. Uh, Heidi, do you have any fun facts? Um, well, mine, mine are not uh, nearly as good or detailed. Uh, <laughs> but, Importantly, are they fun, Heidi? Are they fun? Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Billy Labonge is named for second unit director of photography, Bob Labonge. Um, I also found that Ricky Jay was a famous magician. Um, He was renowned for his ability for sleight of hand and card tricks. And a whole host of magical abilities. (laughs) 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 It does not list what those happen to be. They are are jumping in front of cars. Sorry, that also happened in Heist. And that's all my fun facts. <laughs> Jonathan, did you have any more? Oh, one last fun fact. Uh, it was the disappointing one to me. The trick where uh, Billy LeBonge sets his hand on fire is actually a stuntman, which is annoying. They wouldn't Called let Bob's him... caretaker. Yeah, they, they wouldn't actually let him do it because of, I don't know, uh, insurance or something. <laughs> that was a little bit of movie magic that destroyed things. The, that scene for me. Magic. I wish that. I wish that they'd got Bob the Caretaker back just for that one scene. He just ran in, 
You want to see some real magic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if Bob the caretaker <laughs> learned some tricks from Teleco and was able to just show up in the scene, <laughs> set the hand on fire, and be gone before we noticed him? <laughs> yep. That's really how it all oh. happened. Because <laughs> I refuse to believe the magician could set his own hand on fire. Anyway. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we're going to get into this episode then. <laughs> Can I do the first note? Sure. I have the first note on the first second. So we're at Santa Monica Pier, and I wrote, yay, and I drew a little heart in my notes because I love Santa Monica, and that's where I got my first tattoo from a man named Ramon. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Not from a man named Sissy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... I'm gonna skip ahead. I'm sorry, but now that that like we we learned from the fun facts that um, Vince Gilligan wrote part of this episode, I swear the guy who plays Sissy was in Breaking Bad, but he was bald, right? He was like one of the I the like one of um oh god what was the guy in season one the I can't think the guy who was also in X Files the one where he became a chupacabra except it wasn't a chupacabra that episode. Wasn't he like one of his crew? I know that. that uh, Tuco, yeah. Wasn't he one of his crew, but he was bald? I think he was in Break Bad, and that would make sense with the Vince Gilligan connection. Maybe. I don't see him listed for Breaking Bad. Or he's definitely been in something, but he was bald. Oh, he's been in, like, all the things. He's been in all kinds of stuff, so... I don't know. He was in Waterworld. Oh, nice. But that's not one thing. He was in two episodes of Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> He was in the Human Centipede 3 as inmate 297. <laughs> that's where you saw him, Claire. Eeks. Yeah, that's my favorite. Eeks. Eeks. Oh, yeah. Full sequence or whatever it is. <laughs> 100% medically accurate. Whatever. Oh, he was in uh, Bubble Boy. Uh, was... All right. Oh, Bubble Boy. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, we start off on the Santa Monica Pier, and we've got, in the transcript it says carnival worker, but he kind of looked like some kind of TV producer or something. Like He looks like some production yeah. guy coming yeah. up, but supposedly he's a carnival worker. Uh, he's somebody who's uh, somebody's assistant. We're, we're very yeah. familiar with carnies, aren't we, Tammy? Exactly. Really I'm dressed up as many a carny. <laughs> he would not be allowed on carny cast. No, not at all. Safe. That would be the most boring costume ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he has to break it to Malini that instead of um, paying him $125, they're only going to pay him $75. So, go on with the show. Right. And Malini does. And he, like, sticks around, too, and watches them. I'm not sure what that was about, either. Like, is he supposed to also yeah. get the crowd going? Listen, listen, if you hire a magician, you gotta keep your eye on him, because... <laughs> <laughs> they might disappear on you. Those are some sketchy fucks. <laughs> you wanna make sure. Yeah, you know, I just wanna make sure everything's above board. Uh, and so then you've got, um, uh, as Malini is about to start, you've got the worst heckler. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Over the top. I, I don't understand. Like, I, 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 you know, later on we find out what the deal yeah. is, but, like, I, from the kick I'm like, um, listen, you're standing around watching a magic act. Um, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be stupid and shitty because it's a magic act. I thought act. it had to be a plant. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's just what I thought. I was, I was I, glad. I was yeah. glad that he was. Yeah. And then when skipping ahead, yep. about, well, I've got the point written down in my in my notes where I was like, oh, they're in it together. They're in it together. And he was a plant in the audience at the start. Mm-hmm. I found um, this. Ep- I found this episode very, very, very predictable. Unfortunately. Yeah. And Malini was super sad sack magician, too, as he's, like, going through his stuff. God, like, his whole spiel, like, I, like, all oh, that, like, if you're in, in a theater. 1795. Like, if you're in a theater and you want to do, like, the whole, like, you know, you talk it up and, like, do all this up, fine. But you're outside, like, there's, like, air noise. All this stuff. <laughs> you're like, oh, and, uh, yeah, and in 1700, the great, like, what? What's he saying? I can't hear. Is he doing a trick yet? <laughs> No. Oh, why are we all standing here? I don't know. I have a new name for him. The monotone ma- magician. Yeah. <laughs> he really was. It's like a history yeah. teacher or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's not very charismatic. He's... You guys, this is how I like my magic. I want it dry. I want it flat out. I want it right in front of me. <laughs> I don't like any of that flashy magic. No. <laughs> Here, yeah. David Copperfield shit. If you want to go to that show, that's fine. I'm going to go to Ricky Jay's sad side of Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, can, I, can I tell a quick David Copperfield story? I've got a, <laughs> I've got a friend that um, worked a crew for like his his uh, big thing where he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. And right. the thing about that trick, he's like, it's it was so fucking stupid <laughs> because in reality. Um, Spoiler alert for a magic trick, guys. Um, the whole audience is just on a giant turntable, so they're just slowly being rotated away from the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> so really, if you were actually there, everyone looks confused and shocked for a second, and then they just turn their heads, and they're like, oh. <laughs> so, like, they, they open their eyes, and they're like, if it, like, turned too far, and they're like, well, hang on a sec. That's like the World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're facing yeah. lower Manhattan. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So stupid. <laughs> Fuck magicians. Uh, I don't understand, Brad, is that magic is all about misdirection. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the heckler is heckling because that's what he's doing right. <laughs> and Molini gives him the trick of his life and turns his twists his head all the way around which is disturbing and gross <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that and like I, oh. I laughed it was like oh. that's some funny CGI <laughs> it, like he might as well just put a lion mask on him like <laughs> that's the level of CGI we're oh, looking at I need the lion mask back so bad okay <laughs> without having to rewatch the episode it just Need to show back up, uh, and so the, everyone's super impressed, including the carnival worker. He seems most impressed, and he goes to pay him. And uh, all of a sudden, in the van, Malini's head just like rolls right off, <laughs> which was hysterical. <laughs> which I wrote in my notes. Wow, I was like the bit where he like suddenly turned his head around like 360 degrees. Yeah. I wrote in my notes. Well, I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, okay. I pretty much said the exact same thing. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> like, he just twisted his head right off. Um, but yeah, I did notice there's no blood or anything. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, that's a very dry 
head. Did you notice all the older people standing around all holding a single red balloon like there's some kind of Pennywise cup? (laughs) (laughs) Because it wasn't kids. It was like, you know, maybe a woman in her 50s and then like a man in his 60s. But they're all holding like a single red balloon. And I was like, okay, it's a bit strange, but... (laughs) That was that was a clue, like like in the sixth sense, you know, where everything red means We're be paying attention to that. I was just a prop people running out of things to give people. <laughs> they didn't have any balloons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so now we've got Mulder and Scully showing up, and um, Scully's hair looks fabulous in this yes mm-hmm. yeah oh it's so sleek and shiny i was like wow <laughs> <laughs> um scully is i guess she she makes it seem like it's odd that he somehow talked her into show going to la with him and i'm like thinking no this happens every week scully you just <laughs> go off somewhere with Mulder. i <laughs> this should not be uh new and exciting we're seven yeah. years into this it yeah it's not be a surprise <laughs> There's a lot of times you should not follow him, but yet you do. I um, think she probably did some, like, sightseeing where she was there. Might have gone down to Hollywood and gone to the Museum of Death, which is a museum because I've been there. Yes. Checked out the autopsy room because we know Scully loves her autopsies, you know, just generally hung out. And then Mulder could have, like, walked down Hollywood Boulevard and gone to the Scientology Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Do you think if, Mo- if Scully went to the autopsy room at the Museum of Death that she heckled somebody there? <laughs> well, probably... Well, all I can do is speak about... Speak from my personal experience, John. But when I was there, I was the only person in the museum. In the entire museum. <laughs> because I don't think it's very busy. Do you think that when they tried to charge her to go into the museum, she said, no, I'm a doctor? And just oh. went in... Definitely. Well, when they have people go in the museum, they actually have to show you, like, a little photo of, of, of a thing. And basically, if you... Re- yeah, you can't come in because everything in the museum is way worse than what they show you. And it's... Spoilers, it's a road traffic accident and it's a person, like, smeared on the road and it's pretty gross. But they showed me that and I was like, eh. So... Claire's <laughs> <laughs> like, do your best. Is that your best? Really? Really? Whatevs. <laughs> hey, I've watched Harsh Realm. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like I'm a stronger person because of watching it and surviving. Um, We're the real heroes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, every, we're who everyone should be championing behind. <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, yeah, they're looking at the video of Molini um, turning his whole head around, and Mulder just <laughs> seems to think that's why his head fell off. <laughs> even funnier watching it on the camera. Yes. What, like, what's really, what's really funny about watching it on the camera to me is the fact that you realize they had to do that CGI effect twice because it's a different yeah. angle. Yeah. And so, so they not only did that that shitty CGI effect, they did it twice. Yep. <laughs> I think it's weird that Mulder is still so into magicians because you'd think he would just always associate magicians with that show, The Magician, uh, when his sister <laughs> yes. was kidnapped. Yeah. But apparently that did not deter his nope. love of magicians. Nope. And Scully, of course, um, believes it's a murder. <laughs> and- mm-hmm. <laughs> not a failed magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> 
and she believes the heckler is somehow involved. So they need to go find him. It was, um, was the worst heckler ever with his ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it was it's so like, terrible. I like immediately like I don't understand why there aren't immediately all the red flags when you find out the other heckler is another shitty magician. Yeah. <laughs> like I case closed. <laughs> Something's up. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh find uh Labange. So here's the thing. Mulder, he's really into magic, but Scully, she's really into magicians. Because mm-hmm. I swear <laughs> she was into this dude in this scene. I was like, what is... Well, her type is, like, the worst dude. Yeah. So... Because, yeah. like, from, she kind uh, of almost right, giggles at something, and I'm like, wait, what? What? <sighs> no, 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 Scully. No, bad Scully. No. <laughs> this guy is is the he, he's the smirkiest, smirky human I've ever seen. Yeah. Every scene, he's got smirk on his face. Yep. Like, his resting face is smirk. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you took um, Seth Green and Dax Shepard and put them in a blender. <laughs> oh, there, is, oh. there is a hell of a lot of Dax Shepard in this guy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I increased um, the smirk to 50% I, more. I watched this uh, episode with Marissa again, and uh, I, I declared other magician to be the worst human being on Earth, worse than Mulder. Uh, she wasn't convinced until the scene that comes a little bit later, skipping ahead. <laughs> Um, in the van when he actually delivers that line, magic is all about, and then he does a little hand wave, misdirection. And that's when she went, nope, nope, he's the worst, worst guy ever. <laughs> I mean, magician. Nice. Like, a magician's pretty, it's pretty hard to beat a magician for worst person. So yeah, so that dude is a magician as well. Uh, what is his name? Jonathan Levitt? And yes. he, um... Yes, he soils the good name Jonathan. <laughs> and I guess he is I don't know he does like TV hosting and he hosted a show on VH1 called Celebracadabra <laughs> oh, oh, no no, no. He's, the wor- he's the worst person Celebracadabra so, so, I- <laughs> so I kind of feel wow. like I might need to find that show somewhere now if Steve Gutenberg plays a magician Steve Gutenberg is the only person I want to be a magician I don't know if he's ever played a magician but I, I am standby I- Steve Gutenberg as a magician would be delightful uh, isn't his entire career as a magician where he just magicianed him way himself into having a career <laughs> I was going to do a Veronica Mars spoiler then, but I won't, but it's making me laugh myself. <laughs> but yeah, he, he also performs at the uh, Magic Castle in Hollywood, which is a big deal. So, mm. Is it? Uh, yeah, the fact that I know about it, I feel it like that's for... And I don't like magicians, and I know about the Magic Castle, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's a club for assholes. <laughs> So, <laughs> are you calling me an asshole? <laughs> no, I'm just... If you're a magician, are you you're asshole. an asshole, Brad? Is that what you're doing? I, I got to question it a little bit. I'm like, why are you so into magicians, dog? Are you secretly an asshole? Vacation <laughs> sweetheart, Neil Patrick Harris, Brad. Is that I what mean, you're doing? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But uh, yeah, so we got um, Lavange basically just hating on uh, Mulaney. And also doing random tricks while talking to Mulder and Scully. And Scully is eating it up. I don't know what's going on, but she 
loves it. Yeah. And he does the thing with his arm. Yeah. He's like, well, that's not magic. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's not magic. <laughs> and they, they keep acting like, oh, that explains how they did the head thing, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> is this also where he says CGI is how they did the head? Is, thing. is this where he says it's about soul? Because I wrote that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Scully needs to get to the autopsy bay as soon as possible. <laughs> So, uh, so next scene is her in the autopsy bay, <laughs> and she says, "Now this guy uh, didn't die of having his head chopped off; he died of advanced and I wrote coronary down, disease." Twins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they would actually turn out to be triplets in the end, though. <laughs> that would be odd. like I just I might as well throw one more twist on there. And uh, she sees signs of refrigeration. It's very convenient. They the body. That script um, to like hold his head on until guides his arm and then the head fell off. Yeah. That's convenient. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we're in the pool <laughs> hall and Labange has the most overacting he does in the entire series. No, the whole episode is in this scene, <laughs> I think, is uh, I hear you're a poker player. You won big off a guy mm-hmm. <laughs> who calls himself the uh, amazing. Malini. I was like, oh my god, stop! <laughs> this scene. What's up, Christian Cloak? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, so then we uh, also meet Sissy Alvarez in this uh, scene. Mm. The man of the many times. I don't know where I know this guy from, because if it's not Breaking Bad, I know him from something, and I've looked at his IMDb and I don't recognise it. John, why are you sending pictures of Scully through Skype? <laughs> <laughs> looking, Scully looking super foxy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, watch us. We'll get to it. We will get to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, she does look super foxy, but also she looks a little disgusted in that picture because <laughs> she should. <laughs> uh, we find out that... Um, what's his face? Malini had owed Alvarez uh, $20,000 and LaBange has a way of him getting $200,000 if he just mm-hmm. helps him out. Also, uh, we learn that Sissy Alvarez keeps his wallet in his front pocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, weird. By the way, this is one of the things that annoys me. Uh, that trick is not possible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> In both cases, well, the, the whole "I picked your pocket when you weren't looking," you no matter no matter how good a thief is, they really do have to close enough to you to actually take your wallet before they. Yes, can do exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of convenient magic bullshit uh, in this episode because I thought at some point we were just going to find out. Oh yeah, one of them's magical because like there's a couple of things like the head twisting, that the disappearing out of the um the truck, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would have I liked them both to have disappeared in a puff of smoke at the end. That would have been fun. And then you find out, oh, oh they, they really are magic. Or they swish their cloak around themselves, not their Christian cloak, their their actual <laughs> normal cloak, and they go, whoa, and then they vanish. She's <laughs> gone still. I really want to know how to do. No, I'd like, like them to wave their Christian cloak in the air. Ugh. <laughs> 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 It's me, Sydney. <laughs> Shut up, Christine Clark. <laughs> I miss her. Oh, I miss her. Uh, so then we're at the Marine Bank, Craddock Marine Bank. And Wasn't Mulder- this the same bank we uh, we went to before? I'm sure. Yes. We were in that time yes, loop episode. Is. 
Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, there was at least one review that made a mention of the fact that it was too bad that they weren't stuck in a time warp at the end because they could have tried this over again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> uh, so Mulder and Scully see uh, Pinchbeck <laughs> and they are like, uh, I think that guy's supposed to be dead. And uh, <laughs> find out this is his twin brother. Hmm. And all I could think was the prestige. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I have that in my notes. And Mulder... Uh, also, okay. we now know that if you meet people and you're a bit skeptical of them being an actual amputee, the best thing to do is try and tip them out of the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping ahead for that moment, I wrote in my notes, what if Mulder had been wrong uh-huh. about his legs? He would have just tipped an amputee Seriously. out. Seriously. Well, the thing is, that is that is the exact same move as uh, Walter from The Big Lebowski. The only difference yes. between the only difference between this and, and Walter's move is that Mulder is our main character and we're supposed to like him. <laughs> Walter is an asshole. That Mulder has a genie. Yes. I, uh... I do find it hilarious in this scene and also when Mulder tips him over because that was hilarious to me because I thought the same thing. I'm like, what a dick. But uh, <laughs> but in this scene, when he's like trying to call him out, and he wheels himself back to reveal he's an amputee. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard because look how Mulder's face is like, oh, well, I guess not. <laughs> It's like, God, he's such a dick. <laughs> um, also, the saddest line in, in this, in that scene is uh, that they're basically always a magician. You never stop. You never really stop. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, gross. Please stop. Please stop. Brad, 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 Brad. Does it work the same if you're a clown? Because you were once a clown. Is it mm. the same thing? You'll always be a clown, Brad. You'll always be a clown. It's always in me. Because <laughs> that's terrifying. It's always in I, me. I don't know this story. Brad was a clown. <gasps> I was a clown. Brad, yeah. Brad used to be a clown. I was. I was. I was in a. I was in a clown. I was in a troop of clowns <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you not now terrified, Jonathan? <laughs> I, I'm. I'm more terrified. I mean, I'm usually terrified. But... I can make some mad balloon animals, guys. <laughs> Pretty solid at making balloon animals. Is, that, is, it, that is, your hate... <laughs> is your hatred from magicians because you had the, the clown magician wars in your in the back of your mind? <laughs> is there really war between clowns and magicians? They're like, there is now like, in my head. It's like, pirate, it's like pirates and ninjas. They're always at war, like clowns and magicians. <laughs> Clowns <laughs> show up, start making some balloon animals. Magician pops it and then makes the clown disappear. Of course, there's a. There's a <laughs> I mean, I, well, I'm a pacifist, so uh, I I concede. <laughs> the clown makes a balloon rabbit, and then the magician goes, "Fuck you and your stupid balloon rabbit," and then produces a real rabbit from his hat. Oh, makes the and then laughs at the clown in the clown's face. Yeah, well, l- listen up, magicians. At least I admit that I I'm dressed ridiculously. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference right there. There's no artifice. Because the, the two examples you guys gave was uh, it made it seem like the magicians would win. But considering clowns 
kill people. I think mm. they in the end. You never heard about kill, you never heard about killer magicians from outer space. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay. So there's a there's a guy at work who uh, he's big guy beefy has you know a bunch of tattoos uh, loves motorcycles was not just genuinely not afraid of him at all until I learned that not only is he a member of a local chapter of Masons Ooh. but he's also a clown at children's birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a terrifying oh combination. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Odd combination. By the way, I should All say in the Museum of Death in Los Angeles, if you want to go and look at a load of um if you want to go and look at a load of John Wayne John Wayne Gacy's uh, paintings of uh, clowns, they're they're in the Museum of Death. Uh, it's a delightful not. place. <laughs> uh so the next scene is with LaBanche and Mulder and Scully looking over Molini's van. Discuss <laughs> this scene. Oh boy. Scarlett looks super, super foxy with with the magician's hat on her head. Yes, 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 yes. yes. yes she, she Which did, is also the the menu thing for this this by the way. But also that hat would have had so much bird shit in it. Mm. Oh, no. mm. yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now I'm just looking at it and watching it, going. Mm. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> um. Mm. Yeah, and LaBange makes a big deal out of, oh, well, obviously he switched the for the dead body under the floorboard of a van? What the fuck are you talking about, yeah, you crazy right. person? <laughs> Even as a magician, that makes no sense. Wouldn't he under the van they would have to be a dick? Yeah. No. Yeah, well, why not just in the back of the van? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, there's, you don't need a trap door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, made no sense. I, also, like, why did why did they bring him in before they fully investigated the crime scene? <laughs> because all he does is plant evidence. Yeah. Because Scully has that sword. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think Scully just wanted to see him again, unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, he plants the evidence of... Uh, She's still, still got the taste of that molded taste on her lips. She needs to, like, get some more action. Get rid of that molded taste off of her lips. <laughs> with, a, with a magician? Like... Gross. She's going downhill fast. <laughs> like, I mean... Boy. <sighs> Scully disappeared for a weekend with some gross dude and got a tattoo. This is... Yeah. This is she still better really, than that. Yeah, she... She is just bad, bad, bad at life. being... Yeah, at life, unfortunately. I mean, it's like... I, I, I mean, against Mulder, like, she looks like the greatest and most awesome person in the world. Clearly. But then, like, the more you think about it, like, you know what? Maybe Scully's the worst, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how long is this event after Donnie Faster's murder? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> she, she I assume the following be, week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, eh, whatever. Uh, Donnie Faster, our we magicians. We thought they'd be repercussions. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, not, not once I read the title of The, <laughs> the Amazing yeah. Melania. Yeah. I was like, nope. No, or come on. Uh, so yeah, so they find the marker for twenty thousand uh, dollars. The next scene, we see the guards and the um, they're I don't know they're talking. Oh, they're talking to Malini. He's checking out the gun. Yeah, which was okay, a weird scene. Because he's like he basically says, um, "Since my accident, I'm thinking of buying a gun." And I've written in my notes, "How would a gun help the accident?" 
Oh no, I'm gonna crash my car. It's okay, I've got a gun. Oh, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, because like, asso- say, assholes that are really or something. Because oh. the thing is, assholes that are really into guns, like are like oh, they're all about. Oh yeah, I can defend myself because people are out to get me. So now he's in a wheelchair. He's I can like, defend oh. myself against physics. I'm like, what? I, <laughs> listen, people that are really into guns are super cowards, and they always think people are out to get them. That's why they're so into having their guns all the time and carrying them everywhere, like into schools and shit. Like they're crazy people. So I, I think he's doing a good job of playing into their natural. Oh yeah, you're in a wheelchair. Of course you need to be defended. Yeah. Clearly, they have not watched the uh, the film Steel, starring uh, Shaquille O'Neal, in which a uh, woman in it, I can't remember her name, has a wheelchair that can shoot uh, guns and missiles from it. Whoa. You should just stick with them. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so. We've got the courier guards with their armored van, and they hear something in the back of the van, and uh, it's someone made to look like Sissy Alvarez, and they wait, shoot wait, at wait. him. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you, uh, and it's perfectly reasonable, but you actually skipped the scene where Sissy Alvarez comes to see Pinchbeck. Oh, so, oh uh, yeah. He puts his hand on the table. Part of the reason... That that I mean the only reason that scene exists in here is so that we can get a shot of his tattoos on his hands, yeah. which we've already seen. Yeah, that no might have been why I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, like he's like, oh, listen, your brother owes me money. He's like, well, my brother's de-. like, I feel like, I don't know, even if like you're a gangster, like, why are you threatening the guy that, like <laughs> in a wheelchair with no legs? <laughs> like I'm like, ah, come on, come on. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Also, but you also can't go around tipping people out of wheelchairs, Brad. But you know, this well, is the world I... this episode lives in. You also can't uh, um, send let people go to jail for no reason. But uh, <laughs> X Files world, I guess. Yep. All right. So yeah. So now we're there, and the guards get robbed by who they think is Sissy Alvarez, and uh, just because of the tattoos, and they shoot at him, but nothing happens. <laughs> And then he disappears and is uh, on the other side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> magic. Oh, that was real magic. Like, can we just pull back and see him somersaulting across the road? <laughs> Performing parkour, like jumping yeah. off the side of a building. <laughs> Great. Uh, so then we're in the pool hall with Mulder, Scully, and Alvarez, And they're investigating the, um, what's it called? The marker for $20,000. And, uh, of course, he's denying it. And uh, what else happens in the scene? There's just a lot that I just felt like. Yeah. Is I, this episode almost this over? Is, uh, <laughs> at this point, you realize, oh, this is a real heist episode. This isn't, like, a wacky X-Files episode. We're doing a heist episode, and it's going to be quite protracted and theoretically twisty. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. this is also where... And- Go ahead. The bit oh, I was just gonna say the bit where we see the guy who's got the tattoos and he's removing them. I was like, yeah, they're working together. Nah, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to <laughs> frame other man, whatever his name is. Yeah, to see. And you oh, know, it was just and oh, <laughs> I was just, sorry, I threw oh. my headphones on the floor. <laughs> so wow. angry, I'm so, so upset. I was so I was so upset. No, I was just going to say, and I. Also, because I was like, and it, as Brad was saying, it's going to be a heist 
episode and it's going to be all twisty and all this i was thinking i bet they're going to have at the end of it some stupid in black and white little flashbacks to go eh eh remember when this happened that's what it means <laughs> shut up hi i remember it was five minutes ago <laughs> <Not ready. laughs> Um, you know, you know what would have been uh, what those flashbacks would have been better than this scene with what? Sissy in the in the office and also in the pool hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what about this scene afterwards when Mulder and Scully go out? Yes, and Mulder fucking touches Scully's nose. Gross! <laughs> Don't touch somebody's nose. That's disgusting. <laughs> He also refers to himself as the Great Maldini. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I was like, I don't know if that's better or worse than Spooky Mulder. Both are terrible. <laughs> Both are terrible. Uh, yeah, it's at this point that for some reason um, my internet connection lagged, and so Amazon Prime just kind of was like, "Hey, your internet connection lagged. Do you want to continue now or watch later?" And I just went on to play Candy Crush for 15 minutes and just had it sitting there. And then I was like, oh, I guess I should finish this episode. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, there's all kinds of tricks he's doing, and Scully is mildly impressed, actually. Guys, you guys, this whole scene, this whole scene with Mulder and Scully in the quarter, yeah. I love I love the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was into it. <laughs> well, then this episode was made for you, yeah. Jonathan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking. If magic impresses Scully, yeah. just think what she would do if her and the Stingray are in bed together, and the Stingray shows her his magic trick where he can leave his body and float above it as a spirit. She'd be really yeah, I. She's. <laughs> Yeah, I I gotta think Stingray's got some tricks. I mean, because she is really into him. So, <laughs> well, as as are we all, Sammy. <laughs> mm. Oh, uh, when's check coming back? <laughs> <laughs> he when has Mulder to come magics back. him back, and oh. he would because he'd like to feel those soft lips again. <laughs> 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 Uh, I bet we... Crycheck has the softest of lips. Sorry. Probably. Uh, so then we've got... <laughs> so then we've got... <laughs> uh, Lavange calling 911 and saying, Hey, there's somebody with a gun. I can't speak up. <laughs> and then just kind of leaves the phone there. And uh, yeah. Goodbye. And then goes yeah. to the pool hall and uh, confronts Alvarez uh, only to get himself arrested. Which, when he has a smile on his face... And then does face, a smirk to the camera. Exactly. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that was on purpose, for sure. Yeah. Um, and he's got that stupid prop gun, the bang <sighs> prop gun. He's uh, stole off the Joker. Yeah. Which I'm like, I've... Like, what's the... Oh, I, I understand that's a wacky prop. Is that really a magician thing? Do magicians have guns that shoot bang flags? I've ne I've never seen one of those actually used outside of a cartoon. Yeah, I was gonna... I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't... I didn't know those were real, because I've only seen them in cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually... Um, that was actually stolen off of a clown. That's a prize that he took. Mm. Ah. <gasps> clown magician wars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In the, clown, in the great clown magician walls. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
See, I was I was never part of one of those clowns that carried guns. Um, at best, a seltzer bottle, but not really. No. Oh, maybe a balloon sword. Did you have a flower that squirted <laughs> water? I did not. Oh, okay. I did have a nose that squeaked though. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> what was your right. clown name, Brad? Um. Oh, what was it? Uh, Doctor Funnybone. No. Aww. Purely to make fun of my um um uh, music appreciation teacher, whom was like this like Ned Flanders kind of guy, and he was like, all right, all right, guys, you guys are getting really crazy. Uh, you sound like sounds like a, do- a lot of Doctor Funny Bones in here. <laughs> you were a clown. You had a music appreciation teacher who was a lot like Ned Flanders. Brad, you have lived a magical life. <laughs> Brad is living in The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, so then we've got Scully and Mulder back at Pinchbeck's office where he's working on a computer and um, he's trying to kind of ignore them. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really busy. Could you, you guys go away? <laughs> I'm trying to work here. Yeah. <laughs> Which Mulder's like, nope. And he snatches it. Like, yeah. You cannot grab a guy yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. You cannot can't. forcibly. No. That is like going and up someone who's throws it. <laughs> kicking their crutches out from under them and shoving them over your shoulder yeah. in a fireman lift and running off with them. Oh. What are you doing, Mulder? I wish he'd been wrong. <laughs> I wish he'd been wrong so much. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I, I wish it would have been triplets. It should have been triplets and Mulder should have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been so good. <laughs> oh, so oh. funny. Um, so Malini says that, yeah, he was basically in debt, and he, his brother died, and he thought this was a good way to get out of debt, was to fake his own death using his brother's body, which is just bizarre <laughs> to even come up with that story. I've, I've got a question. So we find out later, skipping ahead, that it's the whole thing is about transferring more money like electronically but to do that they needed Mulder's badge number and a, a fingerprint or a thumbprint so FBI agents can just transfer money electronically is that a thing <laughs> like I don't that seems weird yeah, I, I guess it seemed odd to me too I didn't understand like yeah. how he figured all that out but and why would you assume the FBI would be called in on this murder case yeah I mean, unless he knew about Mulder and the X-Files. I mean, if he, he spooked up the case a little bit. <laughs> he could have faxed it right directly to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember the days when um, he, we, he was, like, piecing back together? fucking ridiculous oh his entire work day is pacing together garbage <laughs> about UFOs <laughs> and spacemen he puts on his little fake mustache acts like a janitor <laughs> oh sorry oh. um this is why there needs to be an X-Files between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> we can record all these stories. Yes. Oh. Uh, but could you do it without laughing? I don't think I could. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so amazing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
so then we've got Mulder talking to the bank officer and saying, hey, does he have access to any of the vaults? Um, <laughs> oh, I also like how angry the bank officer was <laughs> at Molini. My we God. We built you a <laughs> rap. Yes, we gave you handicapped parking. <laughs> You're supposed to have a ramp, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's 2000. Aww. You have to have a ramp. Uh, um, and then they, they kind of, uh, Mulder kind of brings up the idea of having funds electronically um, transferred. And he's like, oh, we require a badge number and a thumbprint. And probably a subpoena to boot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, and Scully says that um, it there has to be something about a robbery attempt yesterday, but Malini wasn't there, so it couldn't have been him. You, you but he did know the schedule. I, I, I will say this I've is. I know here, and I don't. Oh, sorry, Brad. Go on. Go on. I will say this is actually a subtle good thing they do in this episode. When they're talking about the whole electronic funds transformation, that's when he takes the handcuffs off and it does that little show. Because that is a slight misdirection, so you stop talking about the electronic funds transfer. <laughs> it might be the only subtle thing I've ever seen in the X-Files. <laughs> I, I've got a note, and I don't understand what it means, but I remember at one point the guy says to Scully, Who raised you? But why does he say that? I can't remember. Oh, because she's oh, talking about cheating. Talking she's, thinking... she's talking about cheating at uh, at poker, and how, oh, how he couldn't it. do it because how would he live with himself? I was thinking Major Briggs raised her, and I won't hear a bad word said about him. You can talk about <laughs> Melissa and whatever her face is, her mum, Major Briggs. Oh, All right, that's that's your one Melissa crack. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're at the um, prison, and we see Malini was put right next to the holding cell, um, next to Lavage. And so they're, of course, you yeah, they kind of have a little. And they do shave and a haircut. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I'm super shifty. Me too. <laughs> 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 yeah, Labanche's friggin' smirk again. Mm. Abracadabra, man. Ah! <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> oh no, thumbs up, dog. <laughs> Sorry to be such a negative Nelly lately. <laughs> There's just a lot of bullshit on these TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I really hate that guy. <laughs> Uh, so the, the next morning, the bank officer and the courier guard uh, open the vault, and all the money's gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Mulder's like Molini, and Scully's like, "Hello, he's arrested." <laughs> Triplet. <laughs> <laughs> Triplet would have been so much better. I, I would have loved Triplet. But at this point, you know, Mulder's already on to him, so <laughs> they don't even waste their time actually looking into anything. They go to the pool house, they find all the money, Sissy gets arrested for it, 
We never cease to see release because why would anyone release him? Because nobody but Mulder and Scully know it wasn't him. <laughs> Listen, I, I, a, a dude, a dude named Sissy uh, going to prison. <laughs> That's 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 not good. That's not good. This guy's going to prison for no reason, and I there's no chance they they let him out. No, no. Because why would they? Like there is 1.8 million dollars of evidence against him. Innocent man in prison. Mulder doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yep. Who raised you, Mulder? Yeah, and Tina uh, with a double E. <laughs> and Alvarez says that Labange is the one that set him up. Labalange? Labalange. Like the Starbucks. Yeah, the Starbucks food. <laughs> Starbucks food. Labalange. Uh, <laughs> and so they go to the the holding cell and Pinchbeck and uh Labange are about to be released. The smug twins. The smug twins are about mm. to be released. And Mulder stops them just to give him all the details. Just to say, this is, I know you did it and this is how you did it. One more and thing. I, yeah. <laughs> and, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Exactly. Because I'm not going to do a darn thing about it. <laughs> and just lets him go. Well, I guess you two have learned your lesson. <laughs> 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 uh, and Mulder, we learn, has taken Malini's uh, wallet out of the whatever. <laughs> yeah, Mulder stole um, stole, stole a man's mail. wallet. So <laughs> yeah. he learned how to pickpocket <laughs> from the magic. Exactly. You know when he learns pickpocket? He learns pickpocket when he is hiding in the rubble of that house after the fire, and uh, Fagin came across him mm. and taught him. To pick a pocket or two. <laughs> you mean that when fire that was living about, in... You mean that fire we've heard about <laughs> once and never heard about yeah. again? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing fear. a re-listen, guys. I'm remembering all the old episodes, all those gems. I I'm always remember scared of fire. Hiding in rubble. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, and yes, we get flashbacks to right. Mulder's badge and uh, giving Malini his thumbprint by taking the King of Diamonds. Because otherwise we wouldn't have known that that's what happened. Um, uh, can can we stop acting like that would be the only way he could possibly get Mulder's fingerprint? Because, hey, why don't they just walk out to the car and get it on the handle of the car door? Like, they can get another copy of Mulder's fingerprint. If that's the only thing that's stopping them now, um, easily I, done. I really would have loved if there was an additional scene that showed them actually they had uh, Scully's fingerprint. Mm. And it, well, mm. they weren't after Mulder, but Mulder's just so self-obsessed yes. that he just assumed it was about him. Take it off the hat. Like, yeah, I, exactly. They know exactly where to find Mulder and Skelly's fingerprints. It's not a difficult problem. <laughs> and that's the only thing they need to make this transaction happen. Oh. <laughs> so. And even if they don't have it now, if they know that Mulder took his wallet from the evidence room, which obviously they're going to know... They could just go back to DC and follow them back. They and still have his badge number. They yeah. still have his badge number. Yeah. They're not <laughs> like a piece of cake. Like yeah. they haven't foiled anything <laughs> and except an innocent man. Like, it's not like Mulder and Scully can like really if it if that happens then report it because they'll be like, 
oh, well, were you aware of this before? And they'd be like, yeah. And they're like, well, why didn't you mention it before? Oh, because, like, you know, the other guy's innocent. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get the prison. scene of Scully getting on her hands and knees. And, and not twisting doing magic. her, yeah, yeah. Again, not doing magic. Around. Yeah, like wow, it's so shocking. Oh yeah. my god, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Sorry, guys, Brad's doing this. In front oh wow, of me. <laughs> <laughs> magic. That's not magic. <laughs> Wait, you mean Brad is doing that trick that we all did in middle school? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> what does it mean? Magic! <laughs> uh, and Mulder does the whole disappearing thumb trick, uh, and she doesn't even look at him. No. And, <laughs> and they walk out. She's disgusted by him. <laughs> and the end of the transcript says, uh, they are through the door and gone, but it's a fun plane ride back to D.C., <laughs> <laughs> Says you. <laughs> I love oh. these transcript people so much. <laughs> Just filling in the gaps, aren't you? Just filling in those gaps. Oh, that is so not good. canon. <laughs> I I want to see that plane ride back not to DC. I'm in for that. Who's with me? All right. So hey, I've got a question. I've got a question. Where was Teleka in this episode? Oh, this um. I don't know if I should say. <laughs> I, I was in the pool hall, and I was up. I was up in the ceiling, as I like to do. And all of a sudden, people start putting all of these bags of money up there, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is this is scandalous." <laughs> I took twenty five dollars. Delico, don't went, go back to that life of crime. I went. I went <laughs> bought a pizza. <laughs> That's that's okay, Teleco. For a minute, I thought maybe you got you got mixed up with some magic types. I was a little concerned for you. Oh heavens, no! <laughs> no, no, no! I might hang out in a biker bar, but I would never hang out with fucking magicians. A Latin biker bar. <laughs> I like the music. Uh, all right, Mulder versus Scully. Scully. Uh, oh, Scully. Because Mulder was a Mulder tipped a guy off a window. Okay. <laughs> I don't normally do this, but <laughs> let me let me tell you, Scully's really into magicians, and it was quite disturbing. Yeah, I was going to say that too. She was kind but, of a magician. It, it was disturbing, but Mulder tipped a guy. I know, I know, I know. They're both, they were like, both terrible. I can't, I can't get over that. Like, if he didn't have a genie and therefore knew he was one hundred percent correct, like. Like he tipped a guy out of a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't get over that. Also, Mulder <laughs> thought that this was a magic trick gone wrong. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's true. And yeah. Scully, Scully looked pretty foxy in that hat. She did. Even if it was filled yeah. with birds. And her hair looked fabulous <laughs> in this episode. Um, I, boy, it, it's close for me. But yeah, I, I guess I gotta go, Scully. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is tough. It's this a, week. It's a I mean, tough one. It's a tough one. The fact that I had problems Mulder with Scully. Mulder referred to himself as the great Maldini. Uh, and Scully wins. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, Claire. I've come to my senses. Scully wins. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who is the monster this week? Labonge? Labonge. <laughs> and his smug. Smug magicians. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, so, um, scariness of LaBonge or magicians in general. Oh, he's pretty scary. <laughs> Terror. I mean, I know, Brad, since you're a clown and on the other side of that... Listen, listen. <laughs> you're very scared. <laughs> Fuck those fools. <laughs> uh, creativity. No. 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 He went, he went, look, I've turned my hand all the way around. <laughs> and, uh, that's not magic. <laughs> yeah, he, did a, he did a middle school <laughs> trick. Uh, and Mulder figured you out at the end, which makes you the least creative. <laughs> didn't stop you, but he did figure you out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he didn't really care once he knew the answer. Yeah, but. did literally the least he could do to stop you. <laughs> Let you walk right out of jail. <laughs> Sex appeal? No. no. Unless you're Scully, apparently. <sighs> That's <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, all right, time for feedback. What do we even have this week? I don't know. We've got one voicemail from Michael David. Ah, yes. Get on that. Hotmail is way ahead of you, Tammy. (laughs) 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 Justified. I feel like that's not justified, Hotmail. (laughs) No. You get a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> nice try, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a download. I, had, I was not prepared. Did We haven't had a voicemail in a while. Voicemail? To quote Willy Wonka, the suspense is horrible. I hope it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Hello, Richard X. My feedback from Malini. Um, man, I hated both of these fucking guys so much. <laughs> I really wanted uh, Mike Seaver looker to looking like guy to be beat to death with pool cues. Um, I was hoping, hoping that Malini was actually decapitated by the end of the episode. I just couldn't stand either one of them. This was such like. It was supposed to be a fun episode. It was just a plotting, slow, boring episode. The twists and turns weren't, like, exciting or anything. They just kind of happened. And then, like, Mulder figured it out at the end. That's great. And nothing happened. I don't know. At least, like, have them get run over by a bus at the end to give us a satisfactory (laughs) ending, at least. I don't know. That would have been satisfying to me. I would have been fine with that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe send them to Harsh Realm. That would have been entertaining, too. They would have been stuck their whole lives in the Harsh Realm, the most boring of realms. I don't know. That could be a good ending, too. But uh, Malini, I don't know, four out of ten, maybe. It just didn't work for me. I mean, it was watchable, but that's about it. So, all right, guys, later. He sounded angry. (laughs) He's so angry. Nothing nothing would have made Harsh Realm better. No. 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 Uh... Mm. All right. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> what, if, what if they had a zip fighter magic off? Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> All right. Time for ratings. <laughs> Jonathan, the amazing Malini, please. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you might have noticed that I enjoyed this episode. 
I will admit <laughs> that uh, there is a, a special place in my heart for TV shows about con men and uh, magicians. Um, and this one was all right. It was uh, it was not bad. It wasn't the greatest one in the world, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I got to give this episode a nine out of ten. Denouement so spectacular as to go down forever in the annals of history. <laughs> I'm Heidi. Um, this episode was so strange because there was really no X file involved whatsoever. Um, uh, and I know that Mulder jumps to crazy conclusions, but for him to think that the magician magically unscrewed his head or something, <laughs> um, <laughs> that it wasn't a murder or, or, or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was just so weird to me. Um, but overall I kind of enjoyed it. It, uh, it wasn't difficult to watch like some episodes. Um, I could laugh at it and um, and had a pretty good time. So I would give it an 8 out of 10 headless magicians. <laughs> Just the way I like them. Claire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode, it, was, it wasn't like amazing by any means. It wasn't the amazing Malini amazing by any means but it was it was fine like I, I did laugh quite a few times but I don't think I was meant to um Mulder tipped a guy out of a wheelchair I, I <laughs> like that that actually kind of blew my mind a bit like just <laughs> wow um so I'm gonna give it 7 out of 10 Mulder tips you know, but doesn't that say something about the show that the characters can still surprise you after seven seasons? <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> the he grabbed a guy yes. in a wheelchair and ran off with him. Like, yeah. Uh, Brad. Um. Yeah. This. It was. It was. It was uh, dumb. Um. But it's X Files. Dumb. Um. Entertaining. Um, I, I, I really makes me look at Scully in a new light again, which I don't, uh, I hate having to, to, to see how terrible Scully is sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't believe that they <laughs> sent an innocent man to prison. <laughs> um, they didn't do anything to thwart these, like, I mean, what the hell, X-Files? <laughs> you gotta wrap this up somehow. Um, some real bullshit, but it was kind of, um, wacky, which I enjoyed, um, I will say six and a half out of ten, um, cranberry orange la balanche scones. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there were bits that were entertaining. Um, I actually thought it was hilarious when he threw the guy out of the wheelchair because of the fact that he might not <laughs> Like, he might really have been an amputee. That's it! And just that the image of him throwing someone out of a wheelchair. <laughs> and also, when he was caught and the guy rolls back and shows that he's an amputee. <laughs> was uh, kind of amazing. Um, yeah, I, I hated LaBonge, though. I really just disliked him. Uh... And I really like good, like, capers. I like heists and caper-type things. 
Um, so it at least kept me interested to an extent, but I just didn't think they pushed that idea far enough. And yes, at the end, it was just all muddled and confused because it was like, oh, we're wrapping it up. But they actually didn't wrap anything up. So <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, I don't I don't know what's going on. X-Files. <laughs> so um, which is usually how I feel about this show. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, so yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten twisty top heads. So. Another question: When they find, <laughs> sorry, I just, I just, when they find the note in the van that um, La Belange yeah. plants there, um, <laughs> like, um, what? what that's that's his, that's like that's Sissy Alvarez's actual. That's his file. Yeah, yeah. Things. So why would anyone else have that? Why would that be in the van? Oh, oh he yeah. planted it. Yeah, but, La Belange. I but know, but why, why would they? Why would they think it was in the van? Like, yeah. wouldn't they think that was weird that that would have been in the van? Oh, no. I just assumed that Mulder thought his genie planted it. Oh, well, oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> and the question has been answered. <laughs> so that gives this episode seven and a half out of ten. Which is fine. No, sounds about right. It's fine. <laughs> the episode was meh. Uh, okay. We're going to cover harshest of harsh minutes. So, you've got our scores backwards. Oh, do I? Whoops, sorry, Brad. It's like, I did not give this. (laughs) (laughs) These numbers don't look right. (laughs) Still seven and a half overall. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Oh, and see, and I like this season slightly more than you, Brad. Mm. But Claire likes it the least. (laughs) So, who we've lost? We've lost Claire. It's because she hates the season so much. <laughs> she's like, fuck this shit. I'm out, skis. I think she's trying to get out of Harsh Realm. Oh, no, guys. <laughs> My connection. Ah, I can't talk about Harsh Realm. <laughs> no, you don't, Claire. I'm <laughs> adding you back. <laughs> it's just a game. We will get you back, Claire. I feel like Harsh Realm should have in the credits, um, who cares? <laughs> it's just a game. A really uh, boring game. Stupid <laughs> game. It's, it's the same game over and over. <laughs> like, don't remind us that it's just a game. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Jonathan, Heidi, are you guys sticking around for Harsh Realm? I will. Um, yeah, I won't. <laughs> I Good understand. Call. Good call. I, was, I understand. That was... <laughs> was the right choice Heidi <laughs> I, I enjoyed hearing you guys talk about these shows that I've never seen but uh, I'll listen when the podcast comes out <laughs> it's okay Heidi uh, no, I, so I understand I, uh, I, I listened to three seasons of Millennium without ever watching an episode <laughs> yeah yeah and they're talking about it was much better than when I actually tried to watch it so I just gave up Aww. on my watching and just listened to them well Heidi where can we find you on the internet Oh, let's see. You can find me at castlecast.net, where I talk about the ABC series Castle. You can find me over on quadruplez.com, where uh, Investigating Mars is pretty much done. It's a Veronica Mars intro cast. We still have one book to cover, but mostly done. And I am a newbie on Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. And I think that's downbelowpodcast.com, but, you know, (laughs) search in iTunes. (laughs) 
that's that's always the easiest way to do it. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Heidi. Yes, thank you. I'm sure I'll be back next season. I'm. I would hope so. I hope and so. you know, I'll continue to email so the Claire can read them. <laughs> Perfect. All right, it's thanks. the only email that gets to her computer. <laughs> Heidi's the real magician. Yeah. She somehow can send things to Hotmail. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Heidi. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, Claire, where are you? I don't want to start harsh wrong without Claire. She mm-hmm. doesn't. She's not getting out of this. No, no, no quarter. No. So, Brad, why did you become a clown? Um, I, I guess, well, like, uh, I don't know, it was a thing to do. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was I'm, a not, thing to do. I'm not mad at you. We all have bad decisions. In mind, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was in high school and it was like, it was like the same, uh, it was the same person that, that did like, uh, they, it was hey. the same. Ah, oh, Claire. Oh, uh, there she is. Hello. 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 I'm sorry. I got sucked into the harsh realm. So oh my gosh. You sound like you're still stuck there a little bit. <laughs> it's just a game. Oh, <laughs> sad face. <laughs> I love how loud we can hear you typing. <laughs> <laughs> Important missive. Well, well, Claire, you'll be... Oh boy. Yes, Heidi. Heidi left. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. yes. <laughs> you could just say them. Otherwise, I can type my thoughts on Hasha. Yeah. yeah I, um, are we doing Hasha? Uh, yeah, because we didn't want to no. start without you, so <laughs> you weren't getting oh, out of it. Because I have so much oh. to say about. It. <laughs> so yeah, so let's get into Thanks, harshest guys. of harsh minutes. Claire, do you have this a This week we Okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. I do. I think that I also have a delay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this week was Kein Ausgang, which means no exit. While looking for a soldier who once nearly penetrated Santiago's forces, that's Omar Santiago, by the way, Bob's oh. <laughs> Pinocchio gets stuck in a combat simulation game of a World War II battle. They must find the jump portal to escape the game or else be destined to watch the battle scenario repeat over and over with the same outcome. A bit like how every episode of Harsh Rub repeats over and over yeah. again with the same outcome. <sighs> yeah. So that was our realm, guys. All right, thanks oh, for joining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> it's it's like this episode is even it, it, it's even less consequential than a normal harsh realm episode because they're already in a video game in a video game. So if we don't care about the video game characters before, it's like this one they make it a point that we should care about them less because these ones are just in a loop. Yeah, like you've made the characters even less important. Yeah. I I cannot handle, I know I've said it before, I cannot handle how much Hobbes cares about virtual characters. It really, really bothers me. But except for that virtual dog, that when they when the guy comes and is like, yeah. alright, we're going to execute you in the back, he takes the dog with him. Yep. If you're going to be executed, don't take your dog. <laughs> Leave the dog inside with the kid. With the fake kid? Leave the fake dog with the fake kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. I don't 
I don't know why that bothers me. It's I think what it is is as a character, you know, we're we're supposed to be behind Hobbs, which none of us are, but they try and use that as a way to make us realize this guy has a lot of feelings and emotions and uh. he's he cares about people. But I I can't fucking stand him. And when he cares about fake people, it bothers me even more. We haven't talked much about the opening credits, but there's a thing in the opening credits where he's like, um, you you may not know it, but I'm here to save you all. Yeah. Like he he he's decla- first of all he's declaring that he's going to be the savior of yes. this world. Yeah. So fuck you, asshole. Like you can be a reluctant hero, but you can't be a I'm a hero. You don't even know it. That's how cool I am. Hero. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> um. Oh, there you're the worst kind of hero. <laughs> like, like, all right. Well, like, why don't you start heroing and stop talking then, like asshole, like. For the, but who safe from what? None of it's real. Like, turn off a computer and it's all gone. What are you saving? What do you now I, I I can accept the fact that alright, you know, if you if we were all living in a computer simulation now and we didn't realize it, there's sure, there's no difference between a, a real reality and a fake reality. But the thing is, these people know it's a fake reality, so why should they give a fuck? And if you are trying to escape what you're trying to save the world? What from what? What is Santiago <laughs> doing? What is he doing in the real world? No idea. Like, why does it give? Why does it matter? Why does it matter what's happening in the fake world? If you can have these fake worlds inside fake worlds, why don't you just create a fake world and just move everybody into the fake world? Yeah, in the fake from world. Santiago City. Find find a jump portal into to World War Two world and just move everybody into there, and they're all free from Omar Santiago. I don't. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, and and I also really did not like the yeah. way this, this episode... episode was just. Go ahead, Claire. <laughs> oh, oh no! It's like a thirty-second delay. <laughs> okay. Well, she's somewhere lost in the shroud. I'm gonna just say. She's uh, <laughs> <just> the best. <laughs> Why can't we always hear her typing, but it's not delayed? When she talks, it's delayed, but her typing is always seems to be in the moment. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I really. Oh, sorry, guys. I've got a huge delay. Can't talk about harsh realm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I did not like the fact that they kind of made this uh, World War II simulation thing this guy's punishment. Because that's what it seemed like, right? Because he supposedly left Pinocchio's Mm -hmm. group or whatever in some other war, and four people died. And uh, so now it's... It's almost like this is his punishment, is to relive World War II again. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, 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 like, I don't expect me to give a fuck about any of that bullshit. Yeah. Like, and <sighs> I just, I just kind of was like, that's sick that this is punishment. Yeah. And so, since the military has put all these soldiers into Harsh Realm, does that mean they put this guy into this simulation specifically to relive over and over on purpose like it's right it's there's such a weird vindictive like thing going on that i'm like 
fuck all of this bullshit. Like, yeah. you're all fucking monsters. Like, I like I can't get behind this shit. I also the, like the very first scene was um, it was almost interesting because I realized that they were interesting. <laughs> they were they were doing like a Groundhog Day thing where it repeats over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this I mean that could be an interesting thing. And then like the very yeah. next scene after the credits, there's Hobbs and Pinocchio, and I realized, nope, this is not going to be interesting. I was fooled. <laughs> <laughs> I have fallen for it, and and then they don't they don't do anything with the Groundhog Day aspect of no, no. nothing. Uh, e- even the description of the episode is better than the actual episode because it says you'll be forced to live it over and over. No, they're not. They're no. in one day. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and they act like oh, well, he's blown up the bridge, so now you won't have the jump portal. But no, the jump if if it comes back. Like then you can still just jump over the bridge and you're through the portal and the guy yeah. knows where that is now. Yeah. So yeah. he's not trapped there anymore. So I don't understand. Like, I th- I thought it was gonna be the scenario where he thought he was out of it. He comes around. Oh no! And then there's the Germans and he dies. That's that would make sense. But the fact that he's still trapped there, he's not trapped there. Like yeah. him and that kid should just like jump through that little jump portal and then they're in Santiago's yeah. harsh realm. Which cool whatever. So, okay, so I'm tr- I am trying to look for what the hell is Omar Santiago's plan, right? So, in one thing, uh, sci-fi freak site, because, uh, you know, that's where someone goes to find this stuff out. Uh, it says, um, Omar Santiago, the <laughs> army's brightest star, hacked the system and turned the place into a living hell. And now Tom Hobbs, decorated war veteran, has entered the realm with the mission of killing Santiago and ending the game. So, it still doesn't actually tell me what his plan is. Yeah, It's just, he just hacked the system, which we already Uh, know, but why, again... What does it matter? Why can't they just end the game by shutting the system down? Like, the fact that they (laughs) they keep... It seems like they just keep sending soldiers in to get Santiago, and, and like, they're just in a coma. Like... What does it matter if Santiago's in control of this digital world? Hey, why doesn't everybody get to be in charge of their own digital world? Everyone gets to be in charge of their own matrix. Yeah. Cool. That's, what's, what's the problem? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. So, um, and apparently nobody online gets it either. I cannot find a reason for Omar Santiago. So, anyway, uh, Claire, are you with us enough to tell us what's on next week? Maybe, maybe not. I could tell us what's on next week. Shit, that's what's on. <laughs> stuck in the past. Oh, stuck in the past. All right, let me see. So next week is reunion. Hobbs and Pinocchio are taken to a forest. Next week to li- oh. is reunion. <laughs> 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 Amazing! Love it. <laughs> All right, Claire says I can go. Thank you, Claire. Uh, <laughs> reunion: Hobbs and Pinocchio are taken to a forced labor camp where Hobbs finds his mother who's dying of cancer. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm I, sorry. I spoilers: I bet she dies like the kid dies in this, and then they escape. 
All right. Meanwhile, Sophie visits Hobbs' mother in the real world as she also struggles against cancer. Oh, this poor lady, no matter if she's in Harsh Realm or the real world, she's going to die of cancer. The cancer's going to get her. This is such a stupid show. <laughs> How many more are there? So that's episode five next week, and there's nine total. Okay, we're getting there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I... Four more guys. I'm out. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I I don't I don't blame you at all. Uh, oh, by the way, you. Pinocchio talked about eating the dog again. Yes, because that's something he's going to talk about every week. You guys, there's a character in the show called Mike Pinocchio. I know. I know. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> I tried to explain it to to Dan yesterday. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. his name is what? And I was like, it's Mike Pinocchio. I was like, it's the dumbest thing. I I can't. I tried to explain the the zip file fights, <laughs> and I was like, it's just so terrible. <laughs> and I hate everyone in this show and everything they stand for. <laughs> just everything uh, about it. Yeah, to future guests of the show, I mean, I I will say if you want to if you want to white knuckle it like I did. Um, YouTube will let you go through at double speed and you can put on the the, uh, the captions that don't make any sense and believe me, you're not going to miss anything no uh, but if I had to give a recommendation, don't do it no, no. I, I don't uh, just uh, heads just... up guys when I remind you that it's your week to be on the show I don't even tell no. you to watch Harsh Realm or that we're even covering it <laughs> so <laughs> I don't bring it up at all <laughs> So, yeah. All right. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for living through the harsh minute with <laughs> us. <laughs> Where can we find you online? Oh, all the usual places. Uh, Hotmail, <laughs> Yahoo, uh, in in the harsh realm. Uh, <laughs> you poor thing. You know, I posted my, my tiny dance team last week in the yep. uh, comments of the, the episode. So, uh, any of any of those places? Nice. That's about it. Cool, cool. Well, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Awesome. All right, so anything more about the amazing Malini or Harsh Realm? <laughs> Whatever this episode is called. <laughs> Garbage Realm. Garbage Realm. Make sure you always check your hat for bird shit. <laughs> Good advice. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. All of our episodes are available to download or stream at our website, introtox.com, or via iTunes and Downcast. You can email us at mail at introtox.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line and keep voice messages under two minutes or else. Join our spoiler-free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash introtox. You can find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip or at yippodcast.com, I'llwatchthatmovie.com, and dvmpe.com. Search for Walking Dead Podcast. I'm on Twitter at B-R-E-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S and on the Ramjack Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at MayaFire and on Etsy.com at MayaFireprints.